This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Hello and welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John and I'm sitting here as always with Aaron. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing awesome today, John. As I always say, I'm excited yep. to be in of here. Of course, always. Recording a podcast, getting some more information out to these wrestlers. For sure. And man, today we got it. We, you know, we talk a lot about your in-ring performance, but right. today we got something a little bit different right, that I'm right. excited to pass along. Absolutely. So we're going to blend this to a little bit of in-ring, but we're going to talk a lot about the locker room, okay, today. So today, guys, I want to talk about how you can become a locker room leader and how you can also avoid making those bad first impressions when you first get involved with the pro wrestling locker room if you're not from that type of environment, okay? If you're not from a team sports environment, if you've never played football, baseball, basketball, or any type of sports that has that team mentality, pro wrestling's the same way, guys. You are a team, even if you're opponents or whatnot. I'm going to dive way deeper into that later, but you only get one shot at making a first impression. Being young, brash, and bold as you enter the world of pro wrestling is a good thing. Causing problems that lead to getting yourself ostracized by your peers is not. So today, we're going to talk about some of the best ways to set yourself up for success as a brand new pro wrestler. So please, guys, head on over to Facebook and Instagram. All you've got to do is type in at how to become a pro wrestler. Look for that red, white, and blue logo. Join us on there. Give us a like and follow us for all the content and updates that you need. All right, guys, let's get right into it. So there are certain values that every pro wrestler should possess if a career in this industry is your true goal in life, okay? And a career, guys, remember, I, I want to stress that. I want you to make money doing this, all right? That's the ultimate goal, is to not only do something you love, but do it for a living and do it because you love it and make money doing it. Support your family, support yourself, all that good stuff. So today, we're going to break down each of those values and discuss how important they are, not just to the future, but also current career-oriented pro wrestlers, okay? There are a lot of guys out there that aren't exercising all of these values or they don't possess all of these values, I guess you could say, to the extent that they really could. And maybe that could even be something that's holding them back in life in the locker room as a pro wrestler or preventing them from becoming that locker room leader that we desperately need. Those locker rooms desperately need some leadership, guys. And it can come from all different areas, and we're going to break down how that can be done. So right off the bat, the first thing I want to talk about for pro wrestling is passion, all right? Being passionate about providing a unique and a memorable experience for the fans, for the talent, and for your teammates, okay? That's everybody from the camera crew, the booker, the promoter, and the other wrestlers in the locker room, and the referees, the managers, and everything in between. So passion drives our desire to work hard and to provide an excellent service, because that's what we're doing. We're providing this unique experience for the fans, all right? There are target people that we're providing a service to. So we all have passion for the sport, right? Otherwise, why else would we be here? Why would we be talking about it? Aaron and I have a passion for educating the future stars of tomorrow as well as empowering the stars of today. So I've got a unique passion based on my story for creating wrestlers with bulletproof bodies so you can focus on achieving your dreams as a performer without stressing over taking time off because of setbacks, because of injuries. I mean, it takes a long time to become a successful pro wrestler sometimes. For some people it does. To become that top, top percent. And if you gotta miss two years because you hurt yourself, that's a, that's an, that's a terrible thing, guys. And not only do I want you to not miss those years as you're building your career, 
But when you're done with your career, when it's all said and done and you've, you've hopefully succeeded and achieved your dream, you can still contribute. Maybe not as an in-ring performer, but you're still so healthy and successful that you can coach the future now on all the things that you learned along the way. Okay, that's super important. I get so sad when I see those pro wrestlers that maybe achieved their dream but left a little bitter and so banged up that they honestly can't contribute anymore to the world around them. So remember to be selfless in your passion. So we're still talking about passion. Yes, it is about achieving your dream, but it's also about creating that unique experience for the fan. So most fans are just you without the ability to do what you do. So those people in the front row, guys, they want to be where you're at. But maybe something happened that where they couldn't, okay? Maybe it's not in the cards for them. So they've become ultimate fans, and they want to vicariously live through you, through your passion, via their passion, and experience what you're experiencing in the ring. So treat them just like you would appear in the locker room and share your passion with those fans. That includes not just during the show, but after the show, all right? So if you follow me on social media, if you follow at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, you've probably heard me also talk about how a babyface, the good guy in the pro wrestling ring, has a absolute, you know, he must treat fans at all times just like he would at a show. You don't just be nice to people at a show when you're a babyface. These guys have a certain perspective of you, and you have a certain responsibility to uphold that image to them even when you, when you see them outside the arena or if you happen upon somebody in the parking lot or at the grocery store, okay? So you're a passionate... Um, performer, they are a passionate fan. Share that passion with them. All right. So let's move on a little bit. We talked about passion. I want to talk about respect, okay? Having respect in the pro wrestling business. So holding yourself accountable, expecting fair play, and foster a culture of trustworthiness across your locker room, all right? So I'm going to break all this stuff down for you as well. So being responsive to your peers in the locker room and upholding the highest standards of ethics and acting with integrity in the locker room, okay? I know this is, this is a lot. This sounds like, whoa, man, you're dropping a lot of knowledge on me or you're dropping a lot of info on me. How can I create all these things? How can I culture trustworthiness and be responsive to everyone and uphold high standards? I get that, okay? So let's talk about it a little bit. All right. So one of the most important things to do as a performer is introduce yourself to every single one of your peers. We've talked about that in the past. Let's talk about it again. Introduce yourself to every single person at that show. That includes the staff working the event. That means the wrestlers. That means the referees, the camera crew, the media crew, the promoters, the ring crew, the concession stand workers. Do your best to introduce yourself to everyone and show them that what they're contributing for you to be able to get in that ring and perform means something to you as well. It's very important. This is all about opportunities and this is all about networking. So strengthen your brand as a performer. Give yourself a good image. These people are going to really, especially if others are not doing this, these people are really going to appreciate the fact that you took time out of your day, even though you're, you're the wrestler, right? You're the top. You're where most people wanna be. You're the performer. You're there, you're being paid just to show up Put your, your costume on and get in there and perform. And a lot of people are envious of that. And they, they love you for it. Or if you treat them poorly, they hate you for it. So, guys, it's so important to be polite to everyone. All right? All right. So, respect can also refer to staying in your lane as a new addition to a roster. Now, I'm going to talk about this, but let's, let's, let's break it down a little bit. So, young wrestlers, new in their career... Offering that unsolicited advice can definitely rub seasoned wrestlers the wrong way. Now, 
this rule, I'm not saying that you can't express your opinion, okay? Because a lot of times, this happens out of a, you know, it's misunderstood, all right, when you give out that un unsolicited advice. You just have to be careful on the way that you approach people who have been there longer than you. If you're brand new to wrestling, if you've only had a couple matches and now you're approaching someone that's been doing it for a few years and who's possibly already making money doing it, it's difficult sometimes for them to accept, you know, things from a younger person. And that's a shame. We should all be learning at all times. Just be careful about the way you approach it. You know, don't speak in absolutes. There's, there's a delicate line here. You know, by no means do you need to keep all your opinions to yourself. But you need to also spend some time getting to know your peers, gain more insight as to maybe why they do things a certain way that you think they should change or, or that you weren't aware of. Maybe this is also a learning opportunity for you, yeah. and you can kind of exchange information here. So from there, you know, your unsolicited advice can come up naturally in conversation if you've actually learned a little bit and shared some information. Yeah, I kind of have a rule in yeah. whenever I train someone new. Uh, you know, they're, they're hiring me to do a job, but mm -hmm. I still have to earn their trust and their respect right. before they're really going to right. hopefully listen to everything I say and kind of do stuff without maybe questioning it, you know, yes. and, and to be honest with me. Um, so what I always say is, you know, they have to know how much uh, I care mm -hmm. um, before they really care about how much I know. Right. So the, I, I think that would be... on point there. Absolutely. They want to know... I, I love that. That's a good way to put it as well. They want to know how much you care to see how much you know because I, I'm the same way when it comes to either, either personal training or training pro wrestlers. I want you to ask questions, guys. If, you, if I ask you to do something like a... If I ask you to, to get up every time in the pro wrestling ring to your left and you say, why? And all I say is, because I told you. That's why. Do what I said. That's not fair, okay? That's not fair at all. I, I love explaining myself exactly why and why you need to know that and all that good stuff. That goes to the gym, that goes to the ring, and everything in between, okay? So it's good to start these conversations, to learn stuff about each other, and like Aaron just said, show that you care. You actually care, and that's where this is coming from. Yeah, I would say with the respect, if they mm -hmm. know you're passionate, you know, yep. if they know you're passionate, they know that you're in here and you're enthusiastic and that you really care about the business and, right. and the performance and all that, right. then they're really going to say, hey man, this guy's, I really care, I wanna know what this guy's opinion is. He's yes. young, but let me hear what he has to say. Absolutely. So this next point should kind of go without saying, but unfortunately it has to be addressed, especially if you follow you know, pro wrestling on social media over the last couple of years. This has came up a lot and, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I would hate it for any industry, but pro wrestling's my business. So I want to talk about it in pro wrestling. So in pro wrestling, guys, guess what? You're going to often encounter male and female performers sharing the same locker room. All right. Not every building is the same. Not every building is an arena that has actual locker room. Sometimes you're going to be getting dressed in whatever room is available for a pro wrestler, especially young in your career. When when I um, had my tryout for WWE, our dressing room was, I mean, nothing more than, you know, I mean, a room just set aside that wasn't being used at the moment. I mean, it was just a room. It was kind of like a waiting room, a green room or whatnot. There were no restrooms or sinks or anything. And it was, it was nice sized and, and nice and everything and clean, but it, it didn't have any private areas. So male and females both in there, I mean, you've got to, it's going to happen, right? It's just going to happen. And what you do here, and like I said, I wish it went without saying, but it doesn't because I need to say it. You don't be a creep, right? <laughs> that goes for either side, male or female. On either side of that equation, do not be a creep when it comes to your fellow wrestlers, okay? You are all professionals. 
they're hired to perform a job. All right? This is your job. And you're sports professionals. You're athletes together, and you're sharing a locker room. Treat everything professionally, okay? Period. There we go. All right, guys. So here's another couple things we've talked about in the past that we should dive into again just for a minute. So don't take up too much space in your locker room. Going back to what I just got through saying, you know, not all locker rooms are created the same. Some are extremely tight quarters. I've been in some tiny locker rooms with 10 people. That is uncomfortable. So be respectful. Occupy the space you need and no more. So it may sound ob- it might sound obvious, but um, this, I've, so many times I've witnessed someone putting their shirt over here on a chair, putting a boot in the middle of the floor, a towel in the middle of the floor, their bag is five feet in the other direction. It's crazy, right? Be respectful, guys. Take up the space that you need. If it becomes a situation where you're working in a room that you're aware of, if you're like, oh, no, we're going back to that place. It's got a small locker room. I will sometimes take a smaller bag just out of politeness. You know, I've still got to bring all my stuff, of course. You're not going to bring less stuff, but maybe you can tighten it up a bit, or, or maybe you do just bring the necessities or whatnot. Maybe you take your merch straight out to the table. Don't don't drag it into the small locker room just to get it out of there. Put your bag in the locker room, etc. Only occupy your own space, bring your own chair, all that kind of stuff is, is stuff you can always think about if you're familiar with the arena now. I mean, that's not always going to be the case. So, But that is something to think about. Taking up too much space in the locker room Never a good thing. All right, guys. So, occupying too much space in the locker room is a bad thing. Here's another one. Occupying too much space at the merch table. Now, I've discussed this before, but basically, if you're selling two t-shirts, you probably don't need a seven-foot table to yourself. Unless maybe your sales reflect that, okay? And then it's going to be more obvious. And if you have the room, and you have the amount of t-shirts, and there are only two brands, but you sell the heck out of them, and they offer you a seven-foot table, take it, guys. But if you just roll up in there with brand new t-shirts, you're not sure if you're going to sell any at all, and you occupy a giant space, and there's only three tables, and there's 18 wrestlers, but you take up an entire table with your two designs, Mm -hmm. and you've only got a dozen of them, but you just spread them out to where you can cover a whole table, come on, guys. A little common sense here, all right? So be respectful to your brothers and sisters who also want to sell their products, okay? It's going to happen. You know, sell the best product. You don't need the most room if you got the best product. Worry more about that, maximizing your sales with your personality and the actual quality of the items that you're offering to people. So worry about that more than just putting out a giant billboard for yourself just because you're like, I hope I can sell this many shirts and whatnot. All right, guys. Before we move on, I want you to check us out on YouTube, okay? Head on over to YouTube, look up at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, and you'll find us on there. We've got some videos up there. We've uploaded some podcasts on there. We've uploaded some other unique videos that Aaron and I have shot in the past on there. Check us out. Hey, hit that bell. Subscribe to us on YouTube, and you'll be up to date every single time we post a new video. All right, let's move on. Man, I really wanted to include this one, so let's dive right into it. The next value I want to talk about about being a locker room leader and about making those good first impressions is innovation. Yes, innovation. So strive to be disruptive to traditional modes of thought, to question assumptions and to think critically and strategically. Challenge yourself and enjoy being challenged. Drive profitability and create memorable experiences in new and unexpected ways. All right, so that's a lot of stuff. A lot of fancy words and whatnot. Let's break this down because I really like this, okay? I really wanted to include this in there. 
I know that I talked just a while ago about staying in your lane, but let's talk a little bit about how you can, you can make some transitions mm-hmm. and change your world around you because that's important as well. So I really wanted to be sure to include something like innovation because despite what some of the older guard may believe, Aaron and I are also, we're, we're very passionate about the industry of pro wrestling is constantly evolving. You can put blinders on and try to ignore the changes that inevitably are going to occur in pro wrestling industry, or you can embrace them, even enhance them to be different and still reflect the older traditions that you love so much. But remember, things are going to change. Stuff's going to evolve. Pro wrestling, no different. So this can be simplified to a level of look around a wrestling organization in your locker room. Is every, I'm breaking this down to a really, really basic first way to start thinking about improv- and innovating in your locker room. Is everyone wearing red and black around you? Every single person. I, I, I say that specific example because I've encountered it. Yeah. Everyone in the locker room is wearing freaking red or black or both. And, and primarily just black and dark. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to put on some bright blue and yellow. Maybe. Actually, I'm just throwing an example out there. But who's going to immediately stand out to, to the viewer? You know, the fifth guy that walks out in black or the first guy they see in bright colors. You know, you're gonna, um, they're immediately at least going to go, holy crap, that dude's wearing blue and yellow. I feel like I've only seen black tonight. That's immediately going to stand out to them. You've got to back that up with a performance, of course, but it's just one way to set yourself apart, okay? And blue and yellow might not work for your character. We've, Aaron and I have also talked about being true to your character. I'm just giving you examples, guys, okay? Just stuff to think about. Maybe something else is up your lane, but that's just one thing to think about. So, next challenging yourself under innovation. So exiting your comfort zone, performing in a locker room with people you don't know. It was actually a couple years before I challenged myself to just reach out and find a locker room where I was going to be brand new with none of my friends around. That was a difficult situation to put myself in and I wish I would have done it two years earlier, okay? I wish I would have had more experience faster with more people with different backgrounds. So that can mean even you know, if you want to take it a little more extreme, you venture to a country where they don't speak your language, all right? I've got a couple good buddies that recently went to Mexico and Japan where they barely understand English whatsoever. They really can't speak it. They understand it just a little bit, all right? But via the universal language of pro wrestling, you still share a bond and you're still capable of communicating, especially inside the ring. You're still able to put on our performance. So like I said, guys, it took me a couple years to get the courage to join locker rooms where I would be pretty much on my own. I always would go somewhere where I at least knew two or three people and had somebody to kind of hang out with. But I started venturing out into more locker rooms and what that creates is more opportunities to network, more people to meet, more knowledge to earn because now you're meeting people who have been to other places and you can learn from these people as well. So get out there, guys. Challenge yourself, exit that comfort zone, That could even mean getting into the ring and trying a new style, maybe incorporating something different. So maybe if you're a, if you've been comfortable for years or if you've been comfortable just in training as a striker, maybe punching and kicking is just your thing. It works naturally for you. You know, don't completely abandon the actual art of chain wrestling and some of the finer techniques. Don't abandon what works for you now, your striking ability, but find a way to blend those things together to create possibly a unique style that's different mm-hmm. and challenging for you, something that people have not seen before. So it's a great way, guys, and a lot of times 
you got to try things the wrong way before you figure out what's right, okay? You got to try different things, you got to experiment. And when you're on this level, when you're in training or when you're on the, the, the independent wrestling circuit, these are the times for you to actually practice these skills as you progress and learn things and hopefully start making some money for wrestling. Yeah, man, that's a yeah. really good point, John. And uh, I got to sum this up with uh-huh. kind of a, as far as the innovation with the Bruce Lee quote, right? So it's use what is useful, reject what is useless, and there then make go. it your own, right? Absolutely. Uh, maybe another way to say it that I like to tell like new strength coaches coming in, uh, because they get caught up sometimes in the fancy stuff, like yes. all the like scientific fancy stuff. Yeah. And that's really important, um, but a lot of times they forget about the basics. Right. So it's like, hey, you have to learn really well what's in the box yes and then you can start going outside the box because if you don't understand that first and it's hard you know you it's hard to go outside of the box and right. then you can start really combining those to come up with some awesome workouts and creations with that and i think it would fit very well for uh 100%. pro wrestling you know the basics you know what's in the box you yes. know what's been done before uh you're kind of uh, taking for the stuff for your character you're tweaking it you're innovating it making it your own and before long Man, you're on your way. Also, you don't know what yeah. what what clicks. Sometimes right. I've done things in the past, like just with like root programming and stuff. Yes. And I'm not. Sh- I I really thought it was an okay idea, but it ended up being an amazing idea. Right, right. Because right, right. it clicked with everybody. And sometimes the stuff that I think is going to be amazing just doesn't go. Yes. So you do have to, uh, you know, try those things out because you never know. You never know. I mean, you never know. I I know that one time I showed up in a locker room this early. This is this is really early in my career, and I showed up in a locker room, and I remember the the promoter asked me. He said, "Are you a heel, a bad guy, or a babyface, a good guy?" And I'm standing there with hair down to my shoulders, solid black. I have a solid black beard. I've got black tights, black boots. And I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a heel. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at me and he goes, I don't need any more heels. Mm-hmm. And I had just driven, you know, I'd been asked there. And I'd driven four hours or however long to get there. And when somebody looks you dead in the eyes and they say, oh, I don't need another heel. Oh, man. So my response to him was, then I'm a baby face. <laughs> and... He goes, all right, cool, I need a baby face. And, I was, and he just walked away. And I'd never been a baby face, ever. You know? And I uh, you know, had to step outside my comfort zone that night. And that's, it, was very, it was scary for me at first, all right? But you challenge yourself. And now I've spent plenty of time as a baby face. I've found ways to make it work for myself. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that sometimes. I, I worked with a guy um, recently who's large, six foot six. Uh, you know, he's nearly 300 pounds and was trying his hardest to be this massive powerhouse like, like a cane or something from WWE, like just, right. this monster. And nothing was clicking. He just was not clicking. Here's the thing. In the locker room, everyone loved him because he's the funniest person you've ever been around in your life. He's hilarious. He's quick-witted. He's great. So start challenging him to do what? Take your hilarious personality and put it out there in front of the fans. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa, uh, comedy is not my thing. And I'm like, but comedy is what you do every single moment that's not between two bells in the ring. That's what you do every time I'm around you anywhere. You're the funniest person I've ever met. So let's try to somehow harness that into a personality inside the ring. And he started experimenting with that. 
the fans started reacting, and all of a sudden, he's much funnier, he's brighter, he's more colorful, mm -hmm. and he's really, really gaining much more momentum by taking his real-life personality and putting it out there for the fans because it was more genuine. He believed in himself at that point because mm -hmm. the fans started backing him up because it was genuine to them, and now he's more confident doing it. He really puts more of his personality out there, and he's off to the races, okay? So now he's actually gaining some traction, doing something that he loves, and he's not having to challenge himself to to pigeonhole himself, really, yeah. like I did as, I know, I'm just a heel, pigeonhole himself into, I know I'm a brute, you know, I'm a, I'm a striker, I'm a fighter, I'm a monster, or whatever. Now, even though at first it was a challenge, oh no, I've got to be funny in the ring, I've never done that before, but you're funny in the locker room, be funny in the ring, now it's natural to him. Now he loves it, now mm -hmm. it's great. So you got to try these things sometimes, guys. you got to go outside the box, you know, after you master the basics, like Aaron said, then you can start gathering all that other stuff and finding what works for you. Definitely. All right. Let's move on. I got the next value for you. We're going to talk about dedication. We're going to talk about becoming dedicated to making the team and the community proud and strong, support, trust, encourage each other, strike a balance between collaboration and accountability. All right. So you have to commit. If this is truly your passion, and something you want to not just do, but thrive doing, it's going to take a lot of commitment, a lot of support, and a lot of trust. So one of our primary goals here was to create a supportive environment. We did that via a Facebook group where you can enjoy, discuss life and wrestling with people that are on similar journeys to you. Maybe people that are having trouble finding wrestling schools or finding a support group because their family, you know, I told my story already how my family was not very supportive of a pro wrestling career. They didn't understand it. If your family's that same way, you know, we've tried with this company to create something via that Facebook group. Please join it to where you can speak with people from similar situations as you. So being able to thrive and have that healthy community of commitment, support, and trust, super important. Yeah. Something else that's important. Getting rid of the gatekeeping in pro wrestling, all right? I, I do not believe in that gatekeeping, all right? And what do I mean by that? I mean pushing away new people and new ideas and thinking that everything is just one way, all right? And, and that, that you have to do things a certain way to gain any amount of traction in pro wrestling. The most successful professional wrestlers are the ones that trust and encourage each other inside the locker room, inside the gym, and inside the ring. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of the future, all right? Build the future, help the future, because I don't just want to be successful in pro wrestling. I want pro wrestling to be successful. I want the world to love and respect pro wrestling because it's something that I love and respect. So keep those gatekeepers out and you know, embrace the future, all right? Embrace the new talent and, and share your ideas. Coach the future, as we are trying to do here with How to Become mm -hmm. a Pro Wrestler. So. Remember, even in a one-on-one -on -one match, you're still in a team effort, guys. The two of you, you, you and your opponent, are working together, along with the referee, honestly, and, and possibly more people if you got a manager or who else, um, to craft a memorable and unique experience for the fans and the organization. You're trying to keep that organization strong, and you're trying to provide that fan that bought a ticket that spent money to come see you with a unique experience that they're going to remember forever and possibly inspire them to to do the same in the future if they're young or continue to support you as a fan from now on and help you achieve the career that you want all right guys so that's that's dedication to your sport to your craft to pro wrestling you've got to be dedicated guys on every single level mm -hmm. all right 
One more thing. Here we go. The last one. This is what we we're all leading up to, and this is empowerment. Okay, this is actually becoming that locker room leader. So each person should strive to become a leader that in that specific person's area of expertise and to be proactive at implementing solutions to problems that may arise in the locker room and the ring amongst your your teammates, your other fellow pro wrestlers. So if you go down the list today of everything that we've talked about, we've been leading up to this moment, all right? So with those values under control, everything that we've already mentioned, everything that we've already went through today, you've now put yourself in a position to become a real locker room leader, someone that can actually make some changes in the world of pro wrestling around you and hopefully support pro wrestling in the future. So if you're one of the best promo guys in the locker room, I'm just gonna just throw an example out there. If you're one of the best promo guys in the locker room and you've embraced all these values that we've talked about and already discussed, it's time for you now to pass those on to people who may excel in other areas but lack in that one specific crucial area. Because as we've talked about in the past, being able to speak public speaking promos is one of those core values that you have to have, those top five things you've got to have to become a pro wrestler who makes money as a pro wrestler. So if you're one of those guys who's mastered this particular thing and you see somebody else who's struggling, it's time to help them, all right? It's time to pass it on to them Mm -hmm. and encourage them to also explore how they could get better If you see someone neglecting a certain area, one of those core values, it's time to help them gain that area of expertise, okay? So when empowering another person, you impact that person, but not just them, okay, guys? Remember that. That's what this is about. I'm not just talking about impacting a single person because it's not just about that. You're impacting the world and yourself, the way people view you. Okay, the world of pro wrestling, the way people in the locker room view you as a leader, they're going to start to think about and come to you as a leader because they see this. They see how you're empowering everyone around you. You're not just gatekeeping. You're not blocking everyone else and trying to keep things one certain way. You're accepting all this new information. You're you're putting your touch on it, your spin on it, and you're providing to the future. So the outcome of any task is always improved by the lives and mindset of those who you lead. All right? Empowering others is not just a phrase. It is a way. It is a way of changing lives and improving the entire pro wrestling industry. All right, guys? Amen. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) There you go. I feel like I've been on the pulpit today for sure. But I'm super passionate about this, guys. I want people coming into pro wrestling to not trip over their own feet by maybe doing something that maybe was coming from a good place. But, you know, just some small situation left them with a, a bad first impression. But also, there are guys out there who are, have a lot of potential to be like a locker room leader or you know, a next you know, future superstar or whatnot. Something's holding them back. And I think embracing a lot of these values and hopefully some of the things we talked about today, breaking some of this stuff down, can give them a little more insight on how they can improve their own way of thinking and change the lives of others and change the locker room around them. You start with one person, moves to another person, all of a sudden the whole locker room is wonderful, the whole company is wonderful, uh, and you bring yeah. in new people, they're wonderful, it spreads to new companies, pro wrestling's getting bigger, better, stronger, that's exactly how we yeah. want things to happen, guys. For sure, yeah. and you know, when you build that, what that does too, is it, once you have that culture, that good culture, passionate, innovative, yep. you know, uh, people that are wanting to make the industry better, it prevents other people from coming in and running it. Because yes. if one of those come in, they'll feel like they won't belong. It'll right. it, it'll push those kind of bad eggs, so right. they like out. Not that you're you, you still want to accept them if you can, and they still sure. have the opportunity to try. change. Yeah. But it really keeps for a healthy organization. Um, you know, I 
ran several gyms, and yep. if you get one bad coach that doesn't kind of feel the same with all of yep. that, it can start trickling into everyone else. Absolutely. Um, so, man, yeah, if you have those all in line, it, it makes a huge difference for everybody, just like you said, changing lives. That's right. Change lives, guys. Empower the future. Create a great environment for everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation today. I know I have. This has been a great one to me, something I'm super passionate about is just being good to the future and treating pro wrestling the way it deserves. So, guys, I want you to head over to Facebook, type in at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Please join our private Facebook community where you will be accepted. There will be no gatekeeping. There will be just friendly conversations and all kinds of cool stuff. Also, you can join our mailing list just by dropping your email there, and you'll stay up to date on all these podcasts that we do, as well as some cool videos that Aaron and I shoot all the time in between things, mm -hmm. where you'll get some more free pro wrestling training directly into your email inbox. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you. For listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. Don't wait for your opportunity. Take it. <laughs>